Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Self-reliance is one of the greatest hindrances to us following God's will and seeing it come to pass in our life. I knew that God was speaking to me about, you know, that even though it doesn't look like it's possible for us to do it, that maybe God has some other plans. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my first week teaching on how to find, follow, and fulfill God's will. I tell you, I love this. This is what transformed my life. I've got it written in a book. Uh, this is actually originally three separate teachings. But now they're all combined into one book. I have three different uh, study guides, one on how to find God's will. Another one on how to follow and another one on how to finish or fulfill God's will. And then we've got 15 hours worth of teaching on this in CD, DVD form. So yesterday I was teaching out of Romans chapter 12 verses 1. And to, and to me, these are the verses that the Lord used to reveal His will for my life to me. That's what I was seeking, and, and it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, And I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Those verses just literally changed my life. And I believe that this is the formula for anybody to determine God's will. So here's some of the things that the Lord showed me through this. And I didn't mention this as I was teaching through this yesterday. But the Lord showed me that really His will for my life and for your life is not your vocation. That's really just an application. 
Chikatunda chia kuitido kubeira. But God's will for every one of us is to be a living sacrifice. And if God ever gets that, if you ever commit yourself to God and just run up a white flag and totally surrender, and turn your life over to Him, then how He uses you is really incidental. I'm not saying it's not important, but it's not as important as finding out that God wants you more than He wants what you can do for Him. And I think that there's a lot of people that are willing to offer God their service but they aren't willing to give their total heart to him and that's not what the Lord's after you know when we got married my wife she is a blessing and I mean she runs a tight ship we got a little sign that says take your boots off when you come in and she keeps a clean house and I mean her spices are alphabetized that woman is one organized person if I ever forget something all I've, or, or misplace something all I've got to do is think where would Jamie put this and I can go right to it. She is just predictable. She is organized. She's a blessing. She cleans the house. She cooks for me. She, she uh, washes my clothes. Uh, she does a lot of things for me and I appreciate it. But did you know that's not why I married her? If she got to where all she did was keep a clean house and wash the clothes. And she was more concerned about the carpet than she was about me. The very things that in their proper place are a blessing to me wouldn't be a blessing at all. I'd resent them. 
zengo muntu nja kuba nchichawa and you know this is the way that the lord is omanyibwe gutibaguline mukama wafe he's the one that told us that we were supposed to offer sacrifices in the old testament animal sacrifices yomwe nyinyi yagamba bana ba israeli ntibaina okuanga yesadake zebisolo mundagane nkade and yet in psalms chapter 50 niyatenga tumulaba muzaburi ya sura ya 5 okufa kunyirira omusamvu okutuwa kore 15 he says away with your sacrifices there a stench in my nostril Tumulira katonanga agamanti mujewe sadaka za mwesagala kuzuulira kubanga tezimpunyira na bulunji He says if I was hungry I wouldn't ask you I own all the cattle on a thousand hills Yabagamanti singa mbadde muyala nali badde sibasaba na kubasaba kubanga nente ziri kubusozo olukumi zona zange He didn't ask for sacrifices because that's what he really wanted Katonda tiyabasaba sadaka he wanted our heart and a sacrifice was a reminder to us that the wages of sin is death. That when you sin, somebody's got to die. And out of mercy, instead of you dying, he allowed you to offer an animal sacrifice. Kakati okuita mukusasira kwe mukifocha gwe okufa yabagamba mulete ensolo zibafidirire He was after our heart and when people he says I'm not going to reprove you Katonda yali anonya mitima jaffe eraka agena nagamba abantu banondi sigenda kubanenya for your sacrifices cuz they're continually before me It wasn't the fact that they weren't doing what he said but they were just going through the motions and their heart wasn't given to it. And so this is one of the things the Lord showed me out of this. Says that I was seeking to know God what vocation do you want me to to uh, you know live through the rest of my life? Kakati nze nalinsa bakatonda ngangamba mukama nti oyagala muli muchigwemba nsomerera gwembera ngendo kola obulamu bwange bonna And he says it's not about your vocation I want you Katonda nangamba nti sifude ku muli muchigogenda kusomerera nze muntu gwenjagala yegwe sagale byogenda kunkolera I want your heart Nze nonya mutimago I want relationship with you Nze ngo muntu njagala enkolagana wakati wange nawe And if God ever gets you he'll get everything you've got Singa katonda amala na kutuka ko ngukakasa ajja kutusa ko bulichintu chona chona chayagalobere nacho Amen you won't have to worry about it Ngukakasa tujja kwetaga kwelalikirira bintu ebyo And this is what God is really after he wants you to be a living sacrifice Erachino chechirubirirwa cha katonda nti ayagalagwe obere sadaka obofuke sadake namu Holy and acceptable unto him you know years after I had made this commitment I mentioned it on my program yesterday and that's what this little booklet's all about March the 23rd 1968 my appointment with God I wrote some of the details in there and long after I made that commitment I was on a television program with Jim Irwin who was one of the astronauts who walked on the moon 
Onako rumu, naliku programu emu jinalinko zeno msaja kubaita Jim Awin. Omu kubasaja abagenda kumwezi. And I was drafted and in Vietnam. Mukasira kebintu bino byabelera wo nali mu Vietnam nga ndi mulutalo. Excuse me, I was in basic training in 1969. Munsonyi weko, mwaka gwa 1999 nali nchali mukutendekebwa nga netege kogena mulutalo okulwana. When the first person walked on the moon and then all of those subsequent Apollo programs I was in Vietnam. Ndira nebibi nebe nebyaliwo mweji baita Apollo program yatwala abantu ku mwezi ebende nabyagenda okubawo nali ntendekebwa. And I missed out on all of that stuff. Erebisinga kubyo nabisubwo kubira bako kubanga nali mulutalu. So I always was interested to learn about this. Erebisinga na yayana nyo kuyiga kuungeri abantu bano jibava ku nsine bagende eri waguru. Because I didn't live through it. Kubanga nganzo mtu sali wukubida wako telefai nanga babi nyonyola. Uh, it was just off my radar when I was in the army. Webiabe edida wu. Tuwali mulutalu nga sina nabude buuliza radio wako lava TV. And so when I was on this program with Jim Irwin, man, I was pumping him. I was asking him all kinds of questions. Buenaliku programu no musajoni ya genda kumwezi. Nageza kukumubu zevi buzo. Vinji bulichimwecha andi mutima na chimubu za. It's like, how did you go to bathroom in space? Namubu zevi ntu vinji ntu mubu ileyo mubanga. Things that, you know, they don't talk about normally. And anyway, he was giving me all of these answers. And one of the things I learned through this, I thought that they just had such technology that they sent that capsule to the moon and landed on the exact spot. And I was just awed by the technology. Naluza anti abasajja bonwe bali betegesogenda ku mwezi ntibwe bali nye chombo chino echombo chaba tuwalanga techiwe semu yadde okutusa mu kifocha nyini nyini we bali bategeso kutukira Did you know that today your phone that you probably have in your pocket Omanyitu unakulwa lero esimu jyo kutemunga lozo has nearly a thousand times as much computing power as the entire Apollo spacecraft did Technology ajirimu asinga Technology yalimu chombo cha Apollo. Echatu alabantu wano kumwezi emirundi lukumi. I mean, it was basic. It was minimal compared to what we have today. Nkukakasa esimu yo biyeti se. Bisi inge biyalimu chombo chile echatu alabantu wali. And instead of just going perfectly to the moon. Kakali tuchila banti. Abantu wano mchifochavo okugenda kumwezi ngabagenze tebawe semu. They just blasted off and threw that capsule towards the moon. And Jim Irwin said that every 10 minutes for nearly four days, I think it was just under four days it took to get from the earth to the moon, and every 10 minutes they had a course correction. Kumbi okumale na kunya ezaba tuwalido kutuka okufa kumsi wando kutuka kumwezi. Buliruvanyi marida chika kumi. Bali no kutereza and sometimes they would be headed you know 90 degrees over here from where they were supposed to go chibanga bogama anti waliwo rusi webatu kane kuchisera nga olugendo baluvako bali mulugendo lulala katinga bayino kudamu ne batereze chombo chiberenga chitambula bulunji and they would have to have a complete uh, you know long burn to get back on track katinga bayino kuchisindikiriza chiberenga chidamu chitambulie mulugudo echino kutambuliramu other times it was just a fraction off Ebisere ebirala olusi bagenda ngo kuzuku kanga bavudde ko kulugendo ngabayino kuchizira chikomewo But the truth is they went to the moon like this they didn't just go perfectly 
Chino chino alibadengu gamati Alibava kusinga bagenda kumwezi Teba agenda mulugendo nga luli straight Walewe visele visenga lebavanga ko And then they had a 600 mile Landing zone that they had picked to land Elaba inechi tundu chibali baya ula wonga Chamairo nga lukaga that lunar module and he said that when he got out of that lunar module and stepped on the moon's surface he was within five feet of being outside that landing zone they nearly missed I think it was either five or six hundred mile landing zone. Chibanga Bogama Tibasuwa Kumpi Wubai Noktukida Mailungarukaga Kurusamvu. That they had planned. That's amazing. And the thing that I learned as he was telling me all of this was that, see, I thought that it was just going to be perfect. Uh, the technology was something. It wasn't like that at all. They just barely got there. They had these course corrections. They nearly missed, and yet they made it. And as he was telling me this, the Lord reminded me about this. That this is the way a living sacrifice is. When you make yourself a living sacrifice, that doesn't mean that never again are you ever going to have a flesh flash. Never again will you ever have a wrong thought or you'll never do anything wrong because after all, you are a perfect living sacrifice to God. No, you just crawl up on the altar and it, that's the reason it has to be a living sacrifice. It has to be made every day. All of the time. I often tell people when I pray with them for this in my meetings. That you know if you make a commitment to be a living sacrifice. In the next 10 minutes, you're probably going to get an opportunity to live that out. Like somebody wants to go up and take the very teaching that you want. And that's the last one, and you've got an opportunity right then to just be a living sacrifice. And to prefer somebody else ahead of yourself. Not exalt self. You will have opportunities all of the time. 
Ogenda kubira na emiaga nyabwejitio, emirundi minji. You know, I, I bet you it was a decade after I made this commitment. Nkukakasa, waita we miaka kumi, okufa we namalo kola okusala uko, okusala uko no. And I'd gone through Vietnam, come back, I'd, I'd gotten married, I'd started a family, I was pastoring a church. Nalimfu dee Vietnamu, nkomiewo, mazo kuwasa, nekanisa nina, nina abana. And I had just started on radio. Mukasera kunalina katandika programu zangezo ku radio. And um, so that would have, I started on radio in 76, so it would have been probably maybe somewhere around 80 or something. Kubanga programu zangezo ku radio na zitandika mulukumi muluenda, nsamfu mukaga. Chilave kawali wa isewe miaka nduzanga ebidi. So that would be 14 um, or 12 years after my encounter when I made this living sacrifice. Kumpi, buembala abalamu, jiringe miaka. Kuminebidi ejaliji isewo, buchanga nsala unengamba katunda nti ntukozisa, chuyagalo kunkozisa, ntuwala chuyagalo kuntuwala. I was in uh, Bob Tilton's church in Farmer's Branch. Sija kuwelebidi, nali mkanisa ya mkwano wangobaita Bob Tilton. Uh, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Eyo Texas, Dallas. And I had been on his television program and he had interviewed me. Naliku program ya ya TV. But I didn't know if he would remember me. And anyway, I was at a Sunday morning service. I just walked in. And there was like two, three thousand people in this service. And I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm just telling you what happened to, to make my point about that being a living sacrifice isn't just a one-time decision. You have to make it over and over and over. And so anyway, I was in this service and I was looking around and thinking, you know, I'm on radio. I bet you I minister to a lot of these people. And radio. But of course on radio nobody knew what I looked like. And I thought, I wonder if anybody recognizes me. I wonder if any, you know, and I was thinking about, does anybody realize who I am? Which is a super prideful thought. And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me that, man, that's not, Putting God first. That's putting me first. That's me getting back on the throne. That's me exalting myself and wondering about if anybody knew who I was. And I was just repenting and saying, God, I'm sorry. And I was getting back on that altar. 
oltari. Amen. A living sacrifice. Twelve years later. I was still dealing with self. And Right as the Lord was dealing with me and I was repenting of this. Bob Tilton from the pulpit called me out and had me stand up in front of everybody. And I I was so embarrassed. It's like I I felt like when you you know you have a dream and you you're naked or something. That I just felt naked like everybody could see what a hypocrite I was. And God was dealing with me. And my point in bringing all this out is to say, does that mean then that I never really committed myself to be a living sacrifice? No. I did it. I made that commitment March the 23rd, 1968 with all of my heart. But you, you just don't get delivered of self. I've taught on these things before, and I've had people come up and say, would you please cast self out of me? I can't cast self out of you. The only way I can actually get you rid of self is just to kill you. And then when you go to be with the Lord, that old flesh nature will be totally gone and you'll never have to deal with it. But short of just killing you, no, you have to manage it. It's natural for us to think of things only from our perspective. A little baby when it's born doesn't care that the mother's been through labor and been been up all night long, he'll cry and wake her up and, and demand that you take care of me. It doesn't know that anybody else exists. And that's okay when you're a baby. But the problem is when you're 30 and 40 years old. And you still don't realize that anybody but you exist. That's a serious problem. 
But this is the natural way that each one of us are. And so if you make a commitment and say, God, I want to be a living sacrifice. And you encounter God touching your heart and you start putting God first. It's not just a one time commitment. It's something that you have to live the rest of your life. You will have to constantly be putting God and other people ahead of yourself. You will constantly have to sit there and even though you know, I just have been roasted in the papers here. Locally for the last four or five weeks, and they're saying terrible things about me. I don't like that, but you know what? That's just part of doing what God calls you to do. And so I sit there and and say, Father, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Regardless of what the response is. And I have to sit there and just refuse to let those kind of things bother me. But because I have some thought or feeling or emotion contrary to being totally committed to God, doesn't mean I didn't commit that. It just means there's a course correction. It means once again that God thank you for revealing this unto me. You know, over in 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says that the Lord is faithful to keep that which we commit unto him. If you commit yourself to God as a living sacrifice, he will keep it. He will remind you of it. He will hold you to it. And when you begin to get off course, he will bring you back on, uh, into the proper course. And so But if there's no committing on your part, there's no keeping. So we do have to start this process. You have to crawl up on the altar. 
You have to make yourself a living sacrifice. But then it's got to be the fire of God that consumes you. And if you really meant it with all of your heart, he will hold you to it and he will bring you back in love. Not out of anger. God knows our frame. He knows that we're but dust. Is what the Old Testament scriptures say in Psalms. And he understands. He became a man. He knows the temptations. And when you fail, God doesn't just throw you to the side and say, well, you broke your commitment. Man, God is a merciful God. I've had, who knows, tens of thousands of course corrections. Since March the 23rd, 1968. But I can truthfully tell you that I made a commitment to God with my whole heart then. And I didn't have I didn't leave anything back. But does that mean I've done it perfectly? No, I've made uh, thousands of mistakes. But every time I do, God lovingly gets me back on track. And I can tell you, I'm still headed in the right direction. I may have to have course corrections, but I'm still uh, on the way. I haven't arrived, but I've left. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. You want to know God's will? This is the pattern that it gives you. You first of all become a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. That's the first step. And then you renew your mind. And as you do those two things, then you will prove, make manifest to the physical senses. This is what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. Right there, that shows you that it doesn't just all happen at once. You step into the good will. Then the acceptable. And then the perfect will of God. There are steps and stages. 
In Mark chapter 4, when it gave the parable of the man throwing the seed into the ground, it says there's first a blade, then the ear, and then the full corn in the ear. You don't just step from not ever having fulfilled God's purposes from your life. Into just doing everything perfectly. There's a growth process. You don't go from zero to a hundred miles an hour all in one second. If you you do, that's not acceleration, that's a wreck. It'll kill you. You have to accelerate, you start in that direction. And there are some of you that have not intentionally ever found out what God's will for your life is. And so now you're responding to the things that I'm sharing. The Lord is speaking through me. You and you're wanting to do that, and so you're just wanting to instantly step into God's perfect will. It doesn't work that way. You have to just start where you are. And the first step is to say, God, I want to be a living sacrifice. I want to be, I'm not in control. When you put an animal on an altar to sacrifice it, that animal isn't in control. That animal is totally at the mercy of the one who's sacrificing it. You become a living sacrifice. You say, God, I'm totally yours. You can do with me anything you want to do. I am not asking you to do what I want you to do. And to bless my plans. I'm just, here I am, whatever you want. I know that's scary to a lot of people. But it's because you don't understand who God is. God loves you more than you love yourself. God's plans for you are better than your plans for yourself. And when you make yourself a living sacrifice, God will make your life better than you could have ever made it. 
I believe that with zero reservations. But most people are fearful of losing control. But let me ask you, how's it going? You control in your own life. There are many of you that are sick, that are poor, that are miserable, that are fearful. And on and on we could go listing all of the things. When you are in control, man, all of the burden and the responsibility is on your back. But when you become a living sacrifice, God tells you to do some of the responsibilities on Him. You know, I have to have a lot of money. I have to have a lot of things happen for me to just survive on a day to day basis. And yet I sleep good at night. I don't stay up worrying about it because it's not my responsibility. It's his responsibility. Man, that's awesome. And I honestly can say, I know that many of you will probably question whether I'm sincere. But I can honestly say that I'm doing what God tells me to do. But if God told me to do something else, if God told me to move to Africa and live in a grass hut and turn everything he's done here over to somebody else, I'd do it. And I know many of you, oh, I don't believe that. Well, you can disagree with me, but I'm telling you, I would do it. I'd do anything God told me to do. I'd give away anything I've got. It's not mine. And that is just such a free way to live. When the devil comes and tries to tell you that I'm going to do this or I'm going to take something away from you, it's not yours. doesn't matter. You're just here to serve God and love God in it. And it and it keeps the pressure off of you. I tell you, I've got so many friends in ministry. We just recently held a meeting with some of the leaders of some of the major ministries in the world. And they were asking, how do you keep the pressure off of you? 
abasumba mno bambuziza placeno ojukendezo tia yobuweleza how do you keep from being stressed out okiza kuti okulaba anti emirimu jobuweleza tejikumalawo and they were this one group was talking about that they demand that all of their ministers take a sabbatical every year waliwo nechibinje chimwe chatugambye ntibo baka kabuli mukozi wabwe yena abirenga agenda muluwumula they said so how often do you take a sabbatical nebambuza gwengo omuntu oumula ko di and i said well it's been 53 years since i've taken off <laughs> i just don't Naemba nyonyola ntichintu alide kumpe miaka tano mwesa tukuchanga mfuno kuumula mungu omuntu. Take off. I mean, my wife and I were going to drive to uh, Chicago and hold a meeting. Ngukaka sanzine mchala wange, tuinolu kunga na etugendo kufuga, emotoka, tungatuge na mchibuga cha Chicago. And then spend a week driving back. So I, that's kind of taking off. And Chija kututu alida sabiti namba okufugo kufawa na wetuli okutu ukeri. Atila ne weekend ala namba okufugo kufayo kudawano. Nzekunze okukwekumula kwange. I'll do little things like that a couple of days here and there but Ebisere bisinga bwentu bwentirango kumbula mu sina lunaku lwentege kantu nolengendo kumbala na ebwe ntu ngena nene umuzamu nga mbako byenkola ebirala. I'm not stressed out. Nzengo muntu sirina stress because you know what it's not my responsibility. Kubango bufunanyizi wasibwange. I'm just doing what God tells me to do. Nzengo muntu ndimukola echo katonda changambyo kukola. All of the care and the burden about it's over on him. I'm telling you, this is actually the best way to live. And there's some of you that don't, you can only dream about what I'm discussing because you are under just pressure every single day. To perform and to make things work. Mugeza kukulaba nga mukola butawera mulabenga mutu ukiriza ebintu ebimu bilabisibweko I'm telling you there's a better way and that's to just become a living sacrifice Ngukakasa waluwengiri kya singiri dobulunji eranga yengeri eno eyagwe okufuka sadake namu Turn your life over to the Lord say God it's yours Oberengo bulamu bwo obuwa katonda no mugama anti sebo bubo twala omuduwo twala If you want me to do nothing that's fine if you want me to do something great that's fine Ndoto kakuchigere chigamba katonda anti bubo nkozesa chyagala okunkoyesa bubo yagala ankolenja kola nebo bato yagala ankolengo yagala ntule butuzi no kutula nja kutula You just you don't have any desire Ngamundayo toina mukuyaya na kuko oina kwa katonda kuka I had a a uh, guy here well I'll, it, it was John Maxwell and he's one of the most sought after speakers in the world Waliwo muntu omugwe nawuliranga yono mwe ngobaita John Maxwell yomukubasajja ensigu besingo kuyita abogeza balunji He was telling about all of the steps and all the things you do and I'm not against a single thing he said Yali agize okutunyonyola emitendera joyino kuyita mu kutuka ku bintu emu nzengo omuntu sina mitendera ya DJ Mpitamu I really got blessed by it I'm not critical of it but then they asked me to get up and minister Sigeze akukubanga nwanyiso omusajjono naye buyamalo okweleza nange bansabango lukoke ngende mpeleze and i said you know what i don't really have any goals bwina goloko kanenyimirya masona gamba abantu nzengo omuntu sina kirubirira chonna mubulamu or any ambition obache nonya and that's not a, totally true because my goal is to be a living sacrifice ekirubirira change ngo omuntu ninachimuchoka kwekubera sadake namu okola katuna kyagala ankole and to know him and my only ambition is to please the Lord so I do have goals and ambition but not outside of my personal relationship with the Lord 
Nine biru biru wa kutuka kumbula mu Nete biru wa weru wecho katuna chiampite ukukola I don't have a goal to build uh, a ministry or a Bible college Nzengo mtu Sina chiru biru wa chakuzimba buweleza Obo kuzimba Bible college nene Or anything like that My goal is to know the Lord and... e Chiru biru wa changa chilichi mchoka it just so happens as no I know the Lord he's told me to do some things era jenkomyo kunonya katonda ne katonda jakomyo kubaka ebintu byanungamya okukola so i'm doing what he told me to do era kakati wenjogerera onkole ebyo byangambye okukola but my life isn't caught up into the television ministry nero bulamu bwange tebwesigamizidwa ku program wenu jeni na ku radio oba jina ku tv or into the uh, Bible college. My whole life has wound up in the Lord, and if you were to take everything away, if I was to lose everything I've got, no big deal. I still got my relationship with the Lord. And that's my real ambition in life. I believe that that's what this is talking about. But you become a living sacrifice, and if you do that, well then, how he wants to use you, the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God is just a byproduct. And I tell you, it just simplifies life. It makes life uh, uh, just awesome. I started to stay stress-free, but there is stress, but it's from the outside. It's not on the inside. I have people come against me, but praise God, it doesn't get on the inside of me. Because I've learned to cast my care about it over on the Lord. Webale kuliza program ya fe ya Gospel Truth ne Andrew Womack. Nzikirizanti oweredwa omukisa. Obango lino bujulizi, obango lino kwebuza kona. Sina chindi nga weta gomuntu yena okusaba nawe kunsonga yona. Tukupira ku simu eno wa manga 0200-330-000. Ngambie 0200-330-000. Oba tuchalire kumakaga fe agasangwa ku Parkway Mall. Omairo kwa mukaga kubuganda road Echizimbe echili okulinana watoto church Oba senana supermarket Owele duanyo omukisa Eliba patanaziba Andromach Ministries mu Uganda Tuweba zanyo njini dara Okubanga mimiya na fe mubi ensimbi Nemutu sopoze sokubuli renjiri ene ya mazima Monsiyo na Echa mazima kuramwe Enjiri ene ya mazima Etuka eri omubili kwa kristu gona Tuogere omukiseri obulamu wa mwe Eliyama kaga mwe Nekula akulana eyo mugundu Thank you.